Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Next weekend is Communication Weekend in the Diocese of Buffalo, as it is every second weekend of June, which on this program means the first weekend of June. We uh, like to, if we're able to uh, work out the scheduling, feature our honorary chairperson for the Catholic Communication Campaign this year. And that would be Father Jeff Nowak, who joins us today. Father, welcome to the program. Thanks, Greg. And thank you for agreeing to help us out with the campaign this year. It's a great honor to uh, be the chairperson for this campaign because, as we know, as the challenge of spreading the gospel message continues to challenge us as a church, we need to continue to find new ways to bring the gospel of Christ alive into the world. Yeah, we're going to talk about that as we as we go today because uh, uh, folks may be familiar. In fact, some of our listeners may already be your followers on uh, social media. So um, we'll talk about that. If, you, if you've seen his name, um, you know, his, his posts tend to get shared a lot around the diocese of, of things that are going on. Uh, let me back up, though, because uh, we kind of like folks to know a little bit about uh, you. And since you're the guest, I'm not going to read a litany of uh, biography about you. I'll uh, let you tell the folks. Uh, when were you ordained, first of all? I was ordained by Bishop Kimmick on June 2nd of 2012 okay. uh, at St. Joe's Cathedral with my two classmates, Father Andrew Lorisell and Father Sean Fleming. Uh, so fifth anniversary, happy anniversary. Fifth anniversary, <laughs> it, just yes. this past week. <laughs> and uh, a great, great joy to be a priest here in really my home diocese, a place where uh, I grew up and served Mass, uh, attended school, and uh, really developed my faith as well. Well, since you brought it up, where did you do those things? I'm a, a native of Lackawanna, New York, or as sometimes we say, sunny L.A. That's right. Uh, growing up in the shadow of uh, the magnificent uh, Basilica of Our Lady of Victory. I grew up in Our Lady of Bistrica Parish, which was a small, uh, close-knit Croatian community uh, where I got my start as an altar boy. Uh, where I made all my sacraments, and really the seeds of my vocation were indeed uh, planted. Uh, my father still uh, lives in our family home in uh, Lackawanna. Uh, from Lackawanna, I went to St. Francis High School and Canisius College, uh, subsequently ending up at our Diocesan Seminary of Christ the King in East Aurora. Um, now, are uh, you one of these guys, did you go right to seminary or, uh, you know, were you out in the world, uh, you know, on a career path for a while? As a matter of fact, I didn't go right to the seminary. I kind of followed the the current trend of seminarians who worked uh, prior to entering the seminary. Uh, I really started my, my vocational discernment while in high school, but it really took serious root after I was already teaching for three years at St. Aloysius Gonzaga School in Chictawaga. So after my three years of teaching, I entered the seminary in 2005. Okay. Uh, now, I, I, full disclosure, I had known uh, uh, now Father Jeff before he was uh, in the seminary. You were a music minister at various incarnations of my current parish, which is St. John the 23rd in West Seneca. Correct. Uh, church music <laughs> was uh, actually something I got started in when I was a freshman in college and has always kind of been a, a joy of being a musically inclined priest. Uh, so uh, I'm kind of fussy when it comes to church music. <laughs> well, did you learn to play in college? Cause you, or As a matter of fact, I actually that? learned uh, to play piano when I, I started taking lessons when I was eight years old. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And I must admit and confess that uh, I never enjoyed practicing. <laughs> uh, however, those lessons became uh, very uh, – 
uh, important as I assumed many uh, church music roles throughout the diocese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we're not the only parish that you've been at exactly. as, a, as a music minister. So um, uh, that though, again, let's, let's maybe tie that to your vocation story a little bit. When you're immersed in that every day, uh, you know, you're playing masses and you're at a lot of masses and particularly um, things like funerals and weddings, those those, uh, those liturgical moments at, at these critical times of people's lives, especially if you've had an inclination toward priesthood, if you've thought about a vocation, I would think that that kind of uh, – you know, is either going to um, solidify it for you or, or, or go the other way and, and you'll decide, yeah, I can't do this every day kind of thing. I think what it really comes down to, and there's really parallels between the priesthood and being a church musician, uh, both uh, allow for touch moments uh, for people and for families at some of the most important times of their lives weddings and funerals, but also at the Sunday Masses, because it's not only an encounter with the people, but you are also in both roles, both as a priest, as a church musician, facilitating some form of encounter with Christ. And people are led into that encounter through the music, through preaching, through the celebration of the Eucharist and the sacraments, and all those things help people to grow in their faith. They actually say there's really two things which will determine whether a person stays in a parish. A lot of times is good music and good preaching. And obviously both are very important for uh, uh, evangelizing as well. Yeah, very true. Father Jeff Nowak is our guest. He is the uh, honorary chairperson for this year's Catholic Communication Campaign. Uh, now you are uh, you are now – we didn't we didn't mention this early in the program. Uh, uh, tell folks what you're currently uh, doing in terms of, of – your ministry. You've, you've been in a couple of parishes now, but now you're working uh, with a school as well. Yes, I, am, uh, I started my priesthood as parochial vicar at St. John Vianney Parish in Orchard Park. After three years there, Bishop Malone assigned me as the parochial vicar of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Niagara Falls. In addition to those responsibilities, I assumed the, the role of canonical administrator of Mary Queen of Angels School in Chictawaga. So it's a little bit of a balancing act to keep uh, uh, both uh, jobs afloat, per se, Uh, a lot of miles on the car, but uh, nonetheless, um, really uh, a a joy to minister within diverse age levels, uh, both in the parish and in the school. And and, and through my ministry, really, it, it, it touches a wide spectrum of people. Uh, you know, from children to adults, and uh, it, the diversity allows, I think, uh, to keep me hopping a little bit, per se. Uh, but nonetheless, it doesn't. It definitely does not make my ministry boring as well. Uh, it, it really keeps it fresh and, and renewed because every day is a new experience, and I've often learned to uh, to really expect the unexpected. We don't. We never know what the day is going to hit us with, uh, whether it's issues within the school or issues facing people in the parish, but uh, it's been a great uh, diverse ministry that I've been able to have as a priest. Uh, yeah, and um, again, I think your, you know, just your own background, again, you obviously have experience with 
Catholic schools. You're, a, you know, you're kind of a lifelong product of the Catholic school system and parish life, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk specifically, though, about um, what were the things, the moments maybe where you felt called to priesthood? When I look back at my own vocational call, uh, really the roots and foundations really got established when I was in high school. And really, I, I attribute a lot to my admiration of the Franciscan friars that I had contact with. Uh, they were not only my teachers, they celebrated our school masses, um, you know, and, and they kind of encouraged along the way, you know, consider a vocation. And I think so often in our lives, um, you know, we always hear uh, parents and grandparents saying, you know, go out and get married, go out and be successful, go out and get a, get a, get a good job, make a lot of money. You know, we want grandkids and stuff like that and great-grandchildren. And I think they often for, forget that, you know, priesthood and religious life are also part of what our family life should be highlighting as well. Well, it wasn't always that way, right? Because I think probably our parents' generation, it was a, kind of seen as a great honor to have a priest or a sister as part of the family, Absolutely. Right? If you had a priest or a sister in the family, you were blessed. If you right. had two priests or a priest <laughs> and a sister or two sisters come out, you know, it was, you know, God really showed his uh, favor to you. You were going family. straight to heaven. That's exactly. A, that's the old wife's tale. I'm just... Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, that, that, was, that really was the thought process, And, and the, culture, the culture was much different. The yeah, culture was very... Yeah very church-centered. And uh, obviously, you know, to become a priest in the 21st century really is uh, countercultural. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, kind of fulfill a role that today's society would maybe even name as noble or, you know, a successful profession. Uh, but then again, I often remind people, I said, it's not a profession, it's a vocation. It really is a calling by God. And, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. But nonetheless, for those who really feel that call, I always encourage, take the test, you know, check it out, uh, see what it's all about and, and make your decision from there. And again, it, it is one of those things to expect the unexpected. We really uh, never know where God is going to use us. And we really are always called to be open to, uh, you know, wherever he decides decides to lead us. So, uh, yeah, it, it is really something to be uh, discovered. But I guess, you know, for myself, looking at my own discernment, it, it took many paths. It took many years of discernment, you know, from I would say around 1996 when I was a junior in high school to my entry finally, you know, nine years later in 2005. Uh, but the, there's been kind of that common thread all throughout the whole thing is, is that you feel a particular void in your life. You feel something's missing. And that particular call seems to be the only answer to fill that void. And so in 2005, I took that leap of faith. And, uh, you know, it's kind of been a leap of faith that has had some, uh, some rocky moments. But nonetheless, uh, I can honestly say without any regrets, even, even amongst some of the mistakes I've made along the way, uh, they were blessings in disguise. Yeah, and you mentioned that's kind of a, a typical story these days where um, uh, that is the path. A lot of uh, your contemporaries, uh, you know, the guys that you were in the uh, seminary with, that you were in formation with, they kind of they kind of took some time and eventually decided, yeah, if I don't do this, I'm just never going to know. Exactly. And I think the, there's a great blessing behind that diversity, uh, especially people who have uh, obtained degrees 
They've worked in the world, and then again, they discover something's missing in their life. But what they bring to the table, then what they bring to the seminary, what they bring, God willing, when they are ordained to the priesthood, is their life experience, uh, and and that's crucial nowadays because the people we need to be able to be relatable to the people in the pews. And for instance, myself, if people know that I was a, was a teacher. Um, sure, it makes sense then to work in a school as a priest as well. And, and, and I guess sometimes you, you, you look at uh, life within the parish, life within the Catholic school, life within the church in general through a different lens. And everyone has a different experience. But nonetheless, many times those experiences become relatable to the experiences of our people in the pews. And I think most importantly what people begin to see then is that Father is just not – this person that have come from this uh, super holy family, you know, that kind of just, you know, left the house and went to the seminary, but that it really puts a human face to the priesthood. People see the priest as human. And they, you know, they see the priest in, in a sense as set apart for the very special role that they have, uh, especially in celebrating Mass and the sacraments. But they also have that relatability that a priest may share common interests with them. Uh, but a priest may share, you know, uh, common paths of life as well. Father Jeff Nowak is our guest today, our honorary chairperson for the Catholic Communication Campaign this year. Uh, I would encourage uh, uh, anyone listening today to um, visit buffalodiocese.org, particularly if you feel that you uh, maybe have a call to priesthood religious life. Uh, there's links to vocations right on buffalodiocese.org and, of course, our seminary as well at cks.edu. You're listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince. Our communication weekend comes up next weekend in the Diocese of Buffalo. Uh, one of the things uh, we do there, of course, uh, the annual Catholic camp communication campaign will be taken up in your parish and in parishes of all the eight counties of western New York. We thank you in advance for your generosity of that. Uh, it allows uh, this program to exist, our podcasts, and uh, all our projects with Daybreak TV productions, as well as the Western New York Catholic and WNYCatholic.org. And a lot of the information you see on BuffaloDiocese.org, too, we kind of manage that through our Office of Communications. Helping us with the campaign this year and joining us today on the program, Father Jeff Nowak, our honorary chairperson. And Father, we've been talking a little bit kind of about uh, your own story, your own path to vocations and, uh, and your ministry. And we mentioned way at the beginning of the program, one place people might know you from is in particular Facebook, but you know, social media in, uh, in general. You've kind of been active on that Early, I mean, you you know, you you were kind of an early adopter of that. Why was that? Realizing that you don't get everybody in the pews, and and many people in our pews on Sundays are not attending mass during the week. They work. They have children that they're attending to. They don't have the opportunity. Many times, the weekday masses could be even at an inopportune time for them to attend. And it was actually when we had uh, – uh, there were actually three priests at the parish in Niagara Falls for, for a, a period of time, which did not always allow me to have the opportunity to preach every day. And I said, well, I, I need to do something. I need to, you know, obviously, you know, reflect on the scriptures for myself. But what else could I do to bring that message alive? People are not hearing it vocally at the daily mass. What can be done? And I started doing these daily reflections via Facebook. 
Sometimes they're longer, especially if I include some of the words of Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, uh, Pope St. John Paul II. Uh, some days, uh, depending on my schedule and how busy I am, they may be just a short snippet with a little bit of a challenge of how to live out our faith in relation to the gospel reading. Of course, we're, we're so lucky that uh, the scripture readings are so accessible through uh, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, both on their website and on their Catholic Church app. So it allows people using social media to really connect daily to the church. And I think that's so important because it, 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 it helps maybe to fill a little bit of the gaps of what they may be missing Sunday to Sunday. And at the same time, give them just a short time to maybe step away from the busyness of their day. Uh, you know, we seem to be connected to our, our phones and our, our iPods and iPads nowadays. Our, our it's Kindle, with me all the you know, time. It, again, I, I agree with you. Mine, mine is as well. I, I sometimes feel like a little anxious when I don't have my phone <laughs> with me. Uh, There's a, it's a syndrome now, you know. It is. Like, uh, yeah, they it have is. a name for it, right. And, <laughs> but I think, you know, with having such accessibility to just get out there and get a little, little snippet, a little message to the people, helps them to step away from the busyness of their own days and to connect with God. And that's really, as Christians, what we're called to. We're called to connect with God every day. You know, it's that nice, simple word, pray, but I think we could take prayer to a different dimension in the sense that it's not just saying our rosary, which is great. It's not just saying our daily prayers and morning prayers, evening prayers, but really having that conversation with God. And if, if my social media posts, my Facebook posts help people to connect with God that day, then, you know, it's been a success. Well, it's one of the interesting things, right, about that is, um, for example, now are you active like uh, Twitter, Instagram too, or mostly just Facebook? I don't, I don't, I don't tweet and Instagram as much as I, as yeah, much I, as I me Facebook. Either. Me either. And where, where I was going with that was, so I don't have like, like a lot of people I know do, I, I don't see every time, you know, I don't get notifications from right. Twitter. When I go on Twitter, I look through the feed like I do on Facebook or, or whatnot. But what that means is, you know, Something, for example, that you might have posted in the morning, I might see in the evening and go, oh, this is perfect. This is just like – that's just what I needed to hear at this time of day, you know? So, um, you know, it goes beyond that immediate reach too. Absolutely. And, and one of the nice things is, is, you know, we you know, we could look at our friend count on, say, Facebook, for instance. And um, – I know by by my by morning posts or whenever sometimes they do get out in the afternoon or evening yeah. that there are people outside of the diocese outside of my parish uh, you know I, I must admit even sometimes you know in different parts of the world uh, you know I have people that I know that live in Mexico that sometimes will click like on the post they're they're looking at it they're reading it they're 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 getting the message and um, it, it reaches out to a wider scope. And I, I think that's great because, it, again, it's getting – the uh, most important thing is getting that message out. And uh, – but what I've also noticed about the social media phenomenon is, you know, we have the, we have, uh, the tendency to like posts or comment posts. But just as you said, you simply see the post. And I've had people come up to me and say, Father, I said, those posts are, are great. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you never liked one of them. You never, you never yeah. commented on one of them. But nonetheless, they're looking at it. Yeah, lurkers. You, you know, know that that's their comfort level, right? With it, much like right that that guy or gal that sits in the back pew never says doesn't look like they're praying along, but they're there every week. Absolutely. You know, yeah. absolutely. And I and I think most of the most important thing is connection. How we connect with people, and how how do we get the message of Christ 
to connect with the people that we encounter. Well, one thing that you're really good about on Facebook, you've been doing it for years, is as the weekend approaches, you kind of you know reemphasize, hey, join us for mass this weekend. We've got these masses. Um, I'm going to be uh, uh, at this mass, and Father So and So is going to be at this mass, and you know, um, here's the weekend of the church year. Here's what we're celebrating this weekend. You know, much like. A vocation, and one thing that that we always hear when I have, you know, when I have priests in or deacons, and they talk about their vocation is somebody invited them. Somebody said you'd make a good priest, or did you ever check out the seminary or that kind of thing? It's the same thing with church, right? Like you mentioned, you know, um, a lot of the folks that come every week, every weekend, they don't necessarily come during the week, and they don't come to prayer services, and maybe they miss confession and those kinds of things. But boy, when you say hey, why don't you join us for confession this weekend? Or why don't you join us at this school event or whatnot? That personal invitation goes a long way too, right? Absolutely. It's, it's really living out our faith is all about invitation and connection. How do we connect with people and do we invite people along? And if we think about it, that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus didn't put up uh, you know, posters around Jerusalem and Galilee saying, hey, I'm looking for some followers. He went out and sought them. And I think our social media nowadays is a way of kind of being like cyber Jesus. Uh, you know, we're inviting people in. And it, it's, it's no slam to any priest or anything else. People relate to particular priests. So if they know that, that a particular priest is celebrating Mass at a particular time, they may say, you know, I really connect to Father Jeff. I like his homilies. I want to be at his, I want to be at his Masses. You know, he's invited me in and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I must admit, sometimes I, I get a surprise, even from my own family. You know, all of a sudden, I'll look in the congregation. My sister's there with my two nieces. And it's like, what are they doing there? And how did you know I had mass? Oh, yeah, I, I, put, <laughs> I, it put, on, it I put it on Facebook. People you forgot saw it already. about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, it's, it's, a way of, it's a way of giving that connection, you know, to, you know, a little snippet on the, on the weekend scriptures, the Sunday, Sunday scriptures, giving the mass schedule, and, and informing people, this is when mass is being celebrated in this parish. And you're invited, and you're welcome, and you know we want you. We want you to come in. Come in. Come in our doors. Take a seat in our parish, and you know, like anything else, life is messy nowadays. And you know, the last thing people need amidst the messiness of their life is someone saying to them, "No, you're not welcome. Don't come here. We don't. We don't want part of you." And you know, we take people in their brokenness and we invite them in. And sometimes it's those encounters. You know, whether they, they get the invitation via social media, whether they get the invitation face-to-face that allows for conversion to take place, allows them to, to deepen a relationship with their faith, and it also may allow them to heal from maybe a past experience which wasn't so positive. Yeah. You know, this, this is, you know, you hear a lot of times, this is so much different than I remember X number of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole notion of the come home idea. You know, hey, come back and check us out. Um, and you know, maybe maybe where I want to leave this today is um, the cat's out of the bag, right? Like this isn't going away. This is like um, radio. You know, you turn the radio on in the car. You get home. You turn the TV on. You got the news on during breakfast or whatever or dinner time. Um, you know. You pick up the newspaper, maybe you read it online or or whatever. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, these things are part of people's lives. The flip side for us, though, is um, we can actually be a part of it. 
right? Like we, you know, um, it levels the playing field a little bit. You can reach the same people that the New York Times is reaching on this platform. Absolutely. And I think what really made it revolutionary was when Pope Benedict sent his first tweet out. Yeah. Now, mind you, I don't, you know, people know I like to talk. So to put a Twitter (laughs) in 150 some characters, it's kind of tough for me to get a message out. I wasn't going to say it. But, you know, know, when, when Pope Benedict sent that first tweet out and they launched the Vatican website and it was like bringing this ancient institution, this 2,000-year institution into the, into the 21st century. I said, it's wonderful. And you go now through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, the number of bishops and cardinals, priests, deacons, religious orders who are using this social media to get their message out. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's always with us. We no longer have to wait for a letter to come in the mail. We don't no longer have to wait to open up the newspaper to read it. The good news is instant. And that's a wonderful thing. Uh, well, Father Jeff, thank you for uh, all your good work in uh, social media and for your support of our ministry as well. You know, you, you do a lot here for our, uh, our, our office and uh, we truly appreciate that. Great. Thanks so much, Greg. And uh, Father Jeff Nowak, our honorary chairperson for the Catholic Communication Campaign this weekend. I thank you for your support of the Catholic Communication Campaign taking place in the parishes of the diocese next weekend. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to check out the things we've been talking about today. Visit buffalodiocese.org. Take a look at our Facebook page or Twitter page. Go to Daybreak TV. Uh, You can also go to WNYCatholic.org, all of the different sites that we have. We're on YouTube, Instagram, all of those places. So uh, check us out. See the good work that uh, we're doing. Our podcasts, of course, if you want to hear this show again or maybe you missed something or uh, you want to check out some of the other shows we've done, just go to WNYCatholic.org right there. uh, uh, Look for the radio tab and you will find us. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.